Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's a good thing. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Hope you've downloaded that. You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today we get to hear about some good things happening in Tupelo. I'm talking about the Chickasaw Incana Foundation. You may know never heard of it. I hadn't, so we're going to learn more about it today. Joining us is their CEO, Brady Davis. Hey, Brady. Hi, Rebecca. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show today. Well, the more I'm learning about the Chickasaw and Kana Foundation, the more I'm like, how did I not know about this, that it was here in Tupelo? You guys are up to some really good things. So when someone or when you get to tell someone what you do, Brady, how do you describe um, the foundation? Well, uh, the Chickasaw and Kana Foundation was established in 2014. Our mission is to preserve, protect, and interpret Chickasaw history and culture in the historic homeland, which is North Mississippi, northwestern Alabama, western Tennessee, and far southwestern Kentucky, but the heart of that homeland where the majority of all Chickasaw villages were and where the largest portion of the population of Chickasaw people were before removal in 1837 is right around Tupelo, Mississippi. So some of the things that we do are purchase and preserve endangered archaeological sites. We do a lot of educational outreach. We do educational events throughout the year, such as the Piminka Reef Laying Ceremony every October uh, at Fair Park, outside City Hall. We put on some small Chickasaw celebrations. But most importantly right now, our primary goal is the fundraising, development, construction, and eventual operation of the Chickasaw Heritage Center. So what will that center sort of do, Brady? Will it kind of just encompass all the other work that you guys have done over the years and have like a, a place for it to be for um, people to come and learn more? Or is there going to be a little bit more to it than that? I think there's going to be a little bit more to it than that. You know, we have 160 acres uh, in Tupelo that the Encana Foundation purchased in 2017. And currently, we're looking at a $60 million project, and it will be a heritage center with trails, interpretation, a reconstructed Chickasaw village. Uh, But the primary point of this is that it will tell the Chickasaw story from the Chickasaw perspective. So giving a disenfranchised group of people their voice to tell their own history from their perspective. Uh, You know, our mission for the Heritage Center is that it will 
interpret the rich history of the Chickasaw people by providing visitors with a comprehensive state-of-the-art educational experience from a uniquely Chickasaw perspective. Because there's always and still continues to be a growing interest in the region to preserve and share the history of the Chickasaw people. Uh, So, you know, we want, like I said, we want to do that from the tribe's perspective, which is vital to a group's identity and really the world's understanding of who they are. We will be the largest and most state-of-the-art educational experience in northeast Mississippi and truly an anchor for heritage tourism in the region, for sure. Uh, you know, we have we have Elvis here in Tupelo, but, you know, we're also going to have the Chickasaw Heritage Center. We really want to focus on a family-friendly environment. And like I said, trails, we'll have a playground, a cafe, uh, events. Uh, all throughout the year, uh, including uh, culture celebrations. And, you know, once this is all up and running, it's hard for me to think of a place in Tupelo where, you know, there'll be a playground and then you can walk right into a cafe, get, get a snack, get something to drink, sit outside and learn all at the same time. Uh, one of our primary goals is uh, to spur economic growth. And uh, we're looking at at least 25 jobs right in the heart of Tupelo. And we're going to have access directly off the Natchez Trace Parkway. So we have a special agreement with the Department of the Interior and with the help of the city of Tupelo, we'll have a road access built once we are operational. Uh, We're really excited about presenting uh, having a 10,000-square-foot exhibit space, so quite large with compelling exhibits, Lots of interpretive programs. The overall facility would be around 28,000 square feet. This is great, uh, Brady. I can see where so many families across Mississippi will want to travel to Tupelo to see this. I can see why this would bring great pride to the community of the Chickasaw just to have that. And how cool is it that that's going to be right here in Mississippi? This is a big year for you guys. So you guys are actually going to ground, uh, break the ground for it. When will that sort of take place or has it already taken place? Well, the initial land clearing began at the beginning of the year, but we're looking at breaking ground uh, on the construction portion of the project, most likely around July, beginning of August. You know, we've raised uh, about $42.5 million out of the $60 million we need uh, to complete the project. So, you know, we're still looking for uh, considerable support. Uh, we have a lot of opportunities, uh, uh, charter membership program. We have opportunities to uh, naming opportunities for different areas of the facility. And we're really looking forward to connecting with uh, small businesses, corporations, and, and entities all across the state who want to join in and support us in our mission. When, I'm assuming all things go kind of as planned, I know uh, obviously the fundraising kind of keeps going as the ball keeps rolling, is there a projected timeline on how long it will take once you get the, the building started, or is it kind of we're just doing our best at the moment and, to, and seeing what happens? Oh, no, no. We have a pretty a pretty tight timeline. Uh, we're looking at, like I said, groundbreaking later this year and opening the exhibit hall and most portions of the facility by late 26, very early 27. And, you know, we're so very fortunate with the number of community partnerships that we've been able to develop. And we are extremely thankful to the city of Tupelo, the state of Mississippi, all of our supporters, and especially our board 
uh, our board of directors, and Chickasaw Nation, of course, uh, for their ample support for the project as well. On y'all's website, I see um, opportunity to go to a gala. Sounds like a lot of fun. Coming up this spring, won't be so cold in a nice dress. Is this going to be oh, your next yes. fundraiser opportunity, or are there more between um, now and then? Uh, this is the uh, major fundraising opportunity for this spring. Now, our first gala was a year and a half ago and was a fantastic event. Uh, anyway, I think many people who went hopefully will, will come again, and we have a number of sponsorship opportunities for that as well, and uh, we're looking forward to working with a lot of people on that. But also, you can visit Incana.org, I-N-K-A-N-A, or ChickasawHeritageCenter.com and learn all about uh, our, our fundraising program and, and different levels of support. If there, if obviously this is going to be wonderful, it's going to take a year or so for for it to get uh, completed, Brady. But if someone's just now learning about Chickasaw and the Chickasaw and Connor Foundation and all of this cool stuff that you already have in terms of heritage and artifacts, and they're coming to Tupelo or through Tupelo, do you guys have an area where folks can start their learning process or see some of these things, maybe just on a smaller scale before the center gets uh, completed? Well. Uh now, the city of Tupelo does have their heritage trail system, and they do civil rights, civil war, and Chickasaw history and culture. So there are a number of sites in and around Tupelo that you can visit, some with interpretation, more or less. And then also at the Natchez Trace Parkway headquarters, there's a great place, and there are multiple art uh, uh, Chickasaw and other First American sites up and down the Natchez Trace as well. And if uh, you call our office or email us at info at org, we are happy to put you in contact with the right people and uh, be able to provide more information about Chickasaw history and culture, what we're doing in the homeland, and any assistance that we're able to provide. We're always here to help. I think it's cool. We should know our history and and appreciate the things that are right here under our noses to learn more about, whether it's on the Natchez Trace or sort of there in Tupelo. I think this will be a really cool project, uh, Brady. So please keep with us in touch. Let us know when the ground breaks and then sort of as it goes. We would love to follow you guys till till you cut the ribbon. Sounds great. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate you letting me on today. All righty, there you go. Such cool stuff. You know, it's okay to learn something new about your state. I hadn't necessarily heard of this specifically. I'm sure I may have been taught about it at some point in time, but it's always good to have a little bit of a refresher course and also know all the cool information we can learn if we just follow some of the trails or just pay attention to some of the other things and opportunities out there for us to stop and learn. Rhino, I saw you shaking your head the whole time. I bet if you're from Tupelo, you probably know a little bit more about about Chickasaw than some of the rest of us. Well, we were talking about the Natchez Trace and the visitor center there on the Trace or right off the Trace in North Tupelo. And Chickasaw artifacts are some of the the history that you get to learn about there. So, yeah, it'd be really cool to learn even more. Pretty cool. All right, you guys stick with us. we got so much more good for you coming up coming up next. You're going to see it's a destiny. you got a friend in me.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can find us streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from that Supertalk Mississippi app. We say it all the time, but make sure you download it. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget you can watch us on Supertalk TV on your computer or your mobile device. I know it's a little bit warmer out there today. In fact, it's a beautiful day, at least here in central Mississippi. I hope we're all feeling a little bit uh, uptick in the weather and the bright sunshine is out and you're getting out and enjoying it. But don't let that deter you from the fact that the cold um, that happened over the holidays has still impacted our blood supply. So we still have critical low blood supplies on the shelves. They still need your help. That's Mississippi Blood Services. If you've got O negative, O positive, B negative, B positive, A negative, or if you and or should I say, if you're A positive or AB positive, please come in and donate platelets. So if that's been on your mind, you've probably been hearing us push that over the last couple of weeks and you're like, oh, I need to go do that. Go do that. So that is something you put on this Put on this week's to-do list. So call Mississippi Blood Services at 601-368-2673 or just take your browser to msblood.com and you can find a blood drive near you. And as Rhino was saying, if you give platelets, you get to watch a movie and you get a snacky snack and you get some time to maybe think about the upcoming year because today is National Plan for Vacation Day. And since January is the this it's like five months in one, I think it's a good time to start to think about where you want to go, what you want to do this upcoming um, upcoming year. Because, you know, if you think about, oh, we should do something this year, and then you just let the year get away from you, then it's summer, and you hadn't really, like, thought through a vacation in and of itself. So... Today would be the day to plan where you want to go. Maybe you already have a vacation planned that you're looking forward to. You can let us know what that is, 601-879-4395. Those that are smarter than I say that part of the good that comes from a vacation, obviously the fun that comes with it, but it's the anticipation. So you should plan... Plan them in advance so you can have that date on the calendar to sort of like that carrot before the cart to sort of look forward to when days are, you know, not 68 and sunny in Mississippi. And you have maybe, you know, an email that didn't go your way or a meeting that just turned sour or whatever it may be. You can sort of think about and have a countdown for. I'll agree. Like the spur of the moment trips, which I feel like is probably more your style, Rhino. Than planning something out like a year. Have you ever planned anything out a year in advance? Uh, not really. I mean, I've counted down, like graduating high school. That was a pretty long countdown. But no, I'm not a real big advanced planner when it comes to trips. That I mean, look, there's two types of folks in this world. There's those that just say, hey, you know what? Let's go to New Orleans this weekend. Or, hey, let's go. Let's just see what's open and head to the beach. And I think, like, you and I would... 
not work well together long term, but on spur of the moment as friends would be would make great. Because <laughs> you'd have to pull me sort of along where there's more like myself where it's like, oh, gosh, I just really had to plan for that. Like I have to think that through. I got to take the time off, you know, sort of wrap my mind around it. And then- I think that's why cruises are so popular is because they have kind of an itinerary. Like you've got a basically a menu of things I can do or I can just lay by the pool. Or I can do this, or I could just go stay in the room, or I could do this, or I could go to the bar, or I could, I mean, so instead of having to plan all this yourself, you just, all right, I'm planning this time, I'm going to be on a boat doing circles in the Caribbean, I'll let them entertain me. I was just talking with a friend about this topic, and they, she was reminiscing over a cruise, and she said the cool part is if you take one and it stops at different ports, then you only have to focus like on that day there like or whatever's there like it really limits it it, it brings you into focus on what to do on like certain days and i can appreciate that for sure emily from belzoni said she's going to seattle and the olympic peninsula this summer which i think is pretty cool there are other trips unless you've just got like a bankroll that's above mine and rhino's pay grade that does require a little bit of planning and thoughtfulness if you're yeah, going like to do pretty it much any international travel you, right. you got to get your orders your affairs in order you got to get your passport if you don't have one or get it renewed if you do you got to Make sure you've got the right travel visa or you got to make sure you're going somewhere that doesn't require one. And you've got to make sure you've got currency for the exchange or traveler's checks or your debit card will work internationally. Do they still do traveler's checks? Oh, yeah. Do you remember those? I remember them being a bigger deal than they probably ever should have been at one point. What do you mean? Like around the same time you had all the collect call companies coming out with commercials it seemed like you had travelers checks commercials from credit card companies like hey get travelers checks with us i remember i think the only time i've ever used travelers checks is my senior trip we did a few of my friends went on a cruise without uh without parents wow and um my mom back then you didn't have i guess there was credit cards but i don't think it was really the same Anyway, I took traveler's checks for that, and I just remember thinking, like, Mom was like, do not lose these. She sure as heck wasn't going to send 18-, 19-year-old, you know, on a boat with cash. Like, that was going to be a terrible idea. <laughs> so she translated that into to traveler's checks. I don't know why I didn't have any other form of plastic. But, again, that was, gosh, what, 25, 25 years ago? So – um, or maybe less, 20 years ago for sure, 20, 25 years ago. Anyway, so it was just a different sort of time. Well, that was we before things were streamlined. Like if you used your credit card in another country, then they would just shut off the card. And there really wasn't a good way to get it turned back on. So you were stuck in another country and you didn't have any way to get money. This is true. Jeff in Pontotoc says he's making plans to see the solar eclipse in April, which remind me, Jeff, where are you traveling for that? Because it's not necessarily here. And then the World Cup in two years. So Rhino will be getting with you after the show. And he's just going to need your back seat and then a blanket because we're going to – we're. Y'all think I'm nuts, but I will I will figure out a way to get Rhino to – I mean, I ain't paying for it, but I'll figure out a way. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I will crowdsource. I will find you a hitchhike ride. I will logistically figure out how to get you there. Um, but it's in – where is it at? Uh, it's going to be all across the U.S. But it's but it's here. It's on our soil. In two yeah, years. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the World Cup final, the final match of the 2026 World Cup will take place at Jerry's World out in Texas. 
But there are going to be matches played in California. I think there's going to be matches played in Chicago. There's going to be Miami, I think, or I know it's Atlanta. When will you know, like, or like, if U.S. makes the World Cup? Like uh, how far hosts, in invest? We we or automatically we're in. So ah. there's no qualification. There's no qualifying for the host teams, which include the U.S., Mexico, and Canada, because there will also be matches in Mexico and some matches in Canada, but the majority of them will be in the U.S. Pretty cool. Okay. Do you care if you see the U.S. specifically, or is it just being able to see a match of the World Cup would do your bucket list? I'm a bit of two minds in this regard, because while I would, I would, I know I would enjoy getting to see the U.S. play in a World Cup match in person. I'm a big enough fan and just a little stitious, not superstitious, but just a little stitious. The majority of matches that I've seen the U.S. play in, they have not won. And I want them to do well in the World Cup. So I might sacrifice seeing them live for their success, even though that has no bearing whatsoever on whether or not they win. And just go see another World Cup match in the U.S. Because also it would probably be a little bit more financially reasonable to go see less popular teams because they just want to fill the stadiums. And the U.S. tickets are probably going to be in a lottery system where you're just going to have to get lucky to get them because they're, the demand for this World Cup is light years ahead of the demand for the 94 World Cup, which is the last time the U.S. hosted Gotcha. Well, two years that's going to fly by, buddy. Someone will need you to go home and start thinking about it, putting away some cash in a shoebox somewhere that Porch Cat can't find it. We're going to have to, <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to, we're going we're gonna to work this out for you. But Jeff said the solar eclipse is, he's going to Hardy, Arkansas for the solar eclipse, which is coming up in April. We had one here, not a, we had a partial, was it a partial one this last time, but the full one we had was how many years ago? Six? I don't know if we even had the full one at that point. But it was still six. Was, the, the, when you look on the map, you've got a, a band of totality, I believe is the, the technical term, where it's geographically calculated to where you are directly, or the, the moon is directly between you and the sun. So it blocks it out and you get the, the aura around it, the ring of fire don't think we've had that cross through Mississippi in a long time. This would be something cool to go see. Oh, yeah. And knowing that you're going to have that on your to-do list would be a lot of fun. If you've got a vacation trip or something planned, let us know. 601-879-4395. It is Plan Your Vacation Day. So we're helping you do that. Stick with us. we got more up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from that Supertalk Mississippi app. You can find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can find us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Don't forget, you can keep up with everything happening in the presidential primaries by going to supertalk.fm slash elections. You'll get a full breakdown of state-by-state results, delegate counts, and more. That's supertalk.fm slash elections. What's more fun than elections is planning a vacation and just about everything else, <laughs> which we're talking about over on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Jeff and Ponatak is taking a trip to Hardy, Arkansas for the 2024 clips, but he said the last full one was in 2017, and they went to uh, Kentucky to see that one. So I guess it's been a while since we've had one here um, in Mississippi, but he recommends that if you ever get the chance to experience a full eclipse, that you should do it. That I think it would be, I think that would be really cool. I think to be able to say, obviously, Jeff thinks it's cool enough to travel around and find them whenever they whenever they come. I always want to get out when we talk about the cool things that are happening in the sky. But a lot of times they happen at like in the middle of the night. And that just feels really hard to stay up or get up for, which some of you I know you're like, it's a once in a lifetime. It's really neat when you see it. And I'm like, I know, but I'm so glad you guys get to do it. And I get to see the photos of it the next day and then beat myself for not getting up and and seeing one uh, myself. But earlier we were talking about one of the coolest things to do with a vacation is being able to count down. Right, You have it on your calendar. You get to look forward to it. Even like some of you, you've got one or two years away from the thing that you're going to get to do and you're looking forward to it. Something like the World Cup. Going to need a little planning sort of for that, for sure. But Darren and Jackson says they used to count down the days they returned from submarine patrol when he was in the Navy. They counted down surfacing after a few months submerged and then counted down the days of returning to port and going home for a little while. Darren, I, I, I cannot wrap my brain around submerged for months. Like I can get like over oh, submerged for the weekend or maybe we got like a week trip sort of planned out or like even airplanes have to stop and refuel. So this idea that you're going underwater, I don't know what freaks me out more. You guys going underwater in submarines for months or like in the space station, they're up there for, was it a year or something crazy or it more? Depends on the mission. Depends on yeah. the mission. I mean, I mean, obviously it's, it's a long way up there. You're not like coming back just for a weekend, you know. Hello, and then headed back up there. Unless you fly up there with Jeff Bezos, in which it's like, hey, okay, we're up here for ten minutes, and we're going back down. But that's the point of it. They're they're that's their job. That's sort of their you know their work. I know some um, of those that work offshore, or my husband did when we first uh, met. They would count down the days, but we're talking about fourteen days, twenty one days, maybe twenty eight days. We're not talking about months under the water. I just can't wrap my my mind around that. Um, Dan in Hattiesburg says, Rebecca, I was thinking about taking a cruise on the new Carnival ships. He heard about it on Paul's show, that they have a tree house in the ship. It's only $100,000 for a seven-day cruise. Do you think you could help me out a little bit? Sure, Dan. You and all the fam. Y'all just come on. Book it. We'll figure out how to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) But that would be cool. I mean, who thought of putting a tree house in on a ship? I'd have to have a whole heck of a lot more than $100,000 before I would consider dropping that for seven days. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, you're on a, you're on another. With a hundred thousand dollars, I could go around the world. You're getting a tax extension. You've already filed for it. If you're if you got a hundred grand that you can just put on a trip <laughs> to be in a treehouse for seven days that floats, which is would be kind of hope you don't have. My luck, I would wind up with the worst case of seasickness that you'd ever seen. Anna is planning on moving to England. Well, Anna, you'll have to take us on the Super Talk app. I think it, it will stream overseas. You've set a goal to be moved by 2026. Have, um, no friends or family, and I've been loving England all my life. You can come visit. I will. Absolutely. That would be cool. If you could, so it's different. So, I appreciate those who make those big changes. To me, changing cities within your own state is like a big change, right? I watch, I like to watch the HGTV International House Hunters. It's just dumb TV to be, to watch. And it fascinates me the reasons folks like choose. It's not just always work where, when they want to like choose to move internationally. So it's one thing to want to go vacation in England for a week or two. It's another thing to say, by gosh, I want to, you know, move there. If you could live internationally anywhere else, Rano, where would you want to live? Not just visit, like bucket list visit, but like call home. Probably northern Japan. Not all the way in the, the far north where they have to dig canyons out of the snow just so the highways can exist. But not in Tokyo where people are living in closets on or on top of each other. It'd be fun to go visit, but living just slightly north of Tokyo in Japan because it's relatively rural, not a whole lot of population density compared to somewhere like Tokyo. So you have that small town feeling kind of like you have here in a lot of Mississippi and you get access to all the crazy sites and all the food that I've found that I just love. I think that would be that would fit you. Too many people for me. I would be stuck in this like finding. I need I need people, but I don't want Japan people. Not Japan people, like in general. Like the number, <laughs> the density of folks that are uh, in some countries to me would be very overwhelming. Just like in cities, like oh, New yeah. York City, I could not. I wouldn't mind vacationing there for a short period of time, but like couldn't live, couldn't do. But I also don't want to be so far off, like. You know, in New Zealand or up in the mountains somewhere where it's like you and the billy goats are the only things you're your friends. I need I, I don't need it to be like a seven day trip into town. So I, <laughs> I've got to find that sort of like happy medium. But I do like the idea of places that have like waterfront like ocean, but then also greenery. So not really. I think probably I think South Carolina beaches are a lot more like that than um Florida beaches or the Gulf where it's like a beach city, but you have that like luscious green, but then also you have like waterfront sort of beachfront kind yeah. of con- situation and more mount- mountainous. It's also, New I've Zealand never been, but from what I understand, Hawaii is like that. Yeah, man, but like a gallon of milk is like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I were going to get away from people, like if I was just, it's going to be me and Porch Cat in a cabin in the countryside, I'd want to move to Scotland. Yeah. Just rolling hills of green, yes. craggy mountains, heather. With a little bit of fog. Yeah. Would you wear a kilt? Oh, yeah. Do they do that there? That's where they do that. Totally. 
and they drink scotch, right? I mean, that's one of the drinks, yes. <laughs> but that's, I mean, you see the whole, would you play It's not it? like they replaced their water tap with, <laughs> give me the scotch. Would you would you think you would change accents? Like, would you go over there and, like, accidentally start talking? I'm sure I would pick up some of it, but I, I feel like 30-plus years with a southern drawl, even though some people say I don't have as much of one, I, I do. I, I know I do. It's not that I consciously work on it. It's just I try to enunciate because I'm talking into a microphone. So it comes across a little less than in in-person speaking. But, yeah, I... It would be a weird southern drawl mixed with the Scottish brogue at some point. You know, David, um, who works here at Super Talk that travels so much, he I wonder, he's never in one place long enough to pick up their accents. But not I, usually, no. I, he should have – too bad he doesn't have like a reel of all the faces of folks when he opens his mouth in all the different countries if he still has any form of like a southern accent. And you're going to have to work on that when you move to England. Or maybe it will just help you – you know, sort of stand out. You'll quickly maybe pick up some of the slang and the. They, I mean, they have a very distinct dialect. Well, in England, I mean. But it's. I mean, as, it's so mixed now. I mean, as an example, you, have you seen the movie My Fair Lady? Mm-hmm. You know, Henry Higgins going through all the different accents that are there, just in and around London. There's a lot. Like you, you can go. It's a melting from, pot. Like, say, from Tupelo to Saltilla is not a whole lot of distance, but you take that distance and put it in England, you're going to have somebody with a Cockney accent on one end of the trip and somebody with a with a, a Liverpool accent. Sounds like the Beatles on the other. Like, you, they got a wide variety of accents. Does Mississippi have that? Slightly. Louisiana does. Yeah. Like, from different parts of their state, it's definitely, you can, you know exactly, like... There's just not as much density of people or uh, a history of people living on top of each other for so long to where you have little pockets of dialect and accent. Since it's Plan Your Vacation Day, we can't leave out Mississippi. Oh, Google has told me the top attractions in Mississippi. So you tell me what you think the top attraction in Mississippi is, 601-879-4395, and I'll tell you the answer coming up next. Well, don't Google it. So good. So good. I got you. you. So good. So good. I got you. you. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I got rice cooking in the microwave. Got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave, and it's a goofy thing, but I just gotta say, hey, I'm a doing all right. Yeah, Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You can also stream us live over at supertalk.fm and from the Super Talk Mississippi app if you've got that. Don't forget our Super Talk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories, so stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. We've been enjoying the fact that it is planned a vacation day today, and we've been going all over the world here on 
and good things. But we're going to bring it back home to wrap up the day. And, of course, I hope you didn't Google it. I know you didn't, those of you on the text line, because you got it wrong, the Grammy Museum, and then also Natchez, although um, those are really good uh, choices, and Natchez was actually on the list. But the top attractions in Mississippi per, I think this is TripAdvisor, the number one uh, spot went to Vicksburg National Military Park. So that was the number one top attraction in Mississippi, which we were, we talked with um, their uh, Main Street Association earlier, I guess this month. Yeah, this year. Lord, this has been the longest month of the entire year. And she was sharing how folks from all over the world come and do the um, the stops there with the um Help me out. The riverboat tours on the Mississippi River, which they don't get in at Vicksburg, but they stop at Natchez and then Vicksburg. But then the the military park is one of the, I guess, excursions, you would call it, that they do from that. And so, again, we just take for granted what's right here in our state. The second one, though, is the Horseshoe Casino. That is one of the top attractions. Elvis's Presley's Birthplace and Museum. Number four is the Natchez Trace Parkway. And then Longwood is number five. The USS Cairo Museum. I'm assuming C-A-I-R. Cairo. Cairo. I was close. The Beauregard's Casino is number seven. And then obviously Biloxi is uh, is number eight. So those would be the most top attractions in Mississippi per the interwebs. But there's so many more, too, to stop and sort of see. So when you think about planning your vacations this year, Don't think just big. You can also think really small. But when you take a vacation, you want to make sure you bring everything home with you. Rhino, have you ever left behind something on a vacation and it made you really sad? I did. I went on a a beach trip with a friend uh, senior year, maybe first year, freshman year of college. And I had my cap, like my baseball cap. It was a dirt bag cap, but it fit my head perfectly and I wore it everywhere. Even on the jet ski, and uh, it it's now floating in Davy Jones's locker. Oh man! But did it leave you on the jet ski? Well, I left it. I left the jet ski at speed, and the hat kept going after I stopped in the water. I lost a pair of Costa sunglasses at the bottom of the ocean. A wave hit me just right, and they went off and away. And I was like. It was a very sad day, but more of like like left in your hotel room. Do you always go make that that second sweep, third sweep, just to make sure you didn't leave anything? Well, there was a survey of European hotels. They found some of the most unusual items left behind by vacationers, which included dentures. How do you not know that? How do you not know that your dentures are not in when you leave a hotel room? A full clown costume. <laughs> that is. <laughs> They just gave it up. They just gave up clowning. <laughs> Said, I am not doing it anymore. I'm going to leave it here in this place. They can have it. It's not coming with uh, with me. Obviously, other kinds of interesting paraphernalia can be can be left behind. Let the imagination run wild. Let the imagination sort of run wild. It would be something to work in a hotel, like as the cleanup. There is probably, can you imagine like the group text of the cleaning ladies? Or men, like what got left behind or what was found. I I imagine that lost and found box has stories to tell. Absolutely, it does. As far as leaving something in a hotel, I think the only time I've done that 
that I can recall is at one point in time I did have a swanky shirt that I went with a girl to Atlanta and the shirt it was a solid black shirt with a white collar and white cuffs Mm -hmm. and I don't remember ever wearing that shirt after that trip so it may very well have stayed hung up on the on the rack there in the room are you that person that goes into your hotel room and actually unpacks and puts things in there well, drawers. no, but if it's like something that was hanging in the car, then it's going to be hanging in the hotel room. I do not understand you people. And there's those of you out there. I have friends who do it. They get into their hotel room, even if it's for a night or two, and they're putting their certain things in drawers to kind of clear out their suitcase. So then when they go to repack their suitcase, it can be as neat as possible. I am the wear no, out of the I, I, throw out of I the suitcase. I packed the suitcase specifically so I can grab stuff out of the suitcase. And then coming back, it's just cram it in the suitcase. If you got to, get the plastic liner out of the trash can, fill it up, get a trash. Wait, we're just going to fill up stuff. That's why I, I would not be a good flying partner because I'd have to mail You'd stuff You'd never home. make it back. You'd never make it back in the bag. I could see that. All right, stick with us. we got more for you up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Righto and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.